welcome to Around the Board, a show where four board game enthusiasts discuss board game topics and news. Today's show starts with a hot or not segment all about apiary or space bees, followed by our most anticipated games of 2024. Then we call the manager over to discuss board game Karens. And to round out the show, we will once, do, uh, once again do our predictions for the year 2024. Here are your hosts, Daniel Connors, John Theismann, Chris Thomason, and Andy Barnett. Now join us around the board. Ah, my thing fell. <laughs> I, I missed the memo about the, the festive New Year thing, guys. Yeah, well, happy New Year. Come on, me and John. First show of the new year, man. Yeah. Well, my thing is I like never actually go to any real like 20, like any like New Year's party. So I never buy that stuff. You know, know, Andy's a uh, little head thing. It actually looks like the new pieces in that canvas expansion. Uh, they have the new wow. iridescent uh, uh, little ribbons. Sure, the ribbons. That's what those look yeah. like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're Good winning point. canvas. That's what I'm saying. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so excited. Hey, uh, I got well, we're welcoming, to we're welcoming Daniel back today. That's right. Oh, yeah, Daniel. Oh, yeah. Where were I, you? Oh, I, I, I just got my neck brace off from that, uh, that Ferlugal uh, hit to my Adam's apple. Uh, I think. So, yeah, a Now it's yes. a for Google. Uh, and to understand, you don't play it. I do. Oh, there you go. Okay, so you got to take my, my word for it. When, you know, when you were you were doing that for us, John, live, I was like, "What the what the crap is he talking about?" And that, that was pretty good. I, I loved editing it because I was like, "These guys have no idea what John is saying right now." Uh, yeah. I was. It's kind of a, a niche niche group. That's that's an old uh, Mad Magazine topic. They made up a sport called Forty Three Man Squamish. And they had a whole uh, rules thing for it and all this. And you used a fruit loop. It was this big hook that you grab people with. You carried a ball in your mouth. It was a whole big deal. But yeah, really? I thought some people out there might have caught on to that. We'll see. I, I absolutely thought you were just making it up. And so at first I was confused. I was like, wait, what? Is this some real game I've never heard of? I'm like, oh, no, he's just making it up. That's interesting that it actually is a real thing, I guess, or whatever. Like It was kind it, of a believe it or not segment. There you go. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> on the fly. Yes. Well, here's a believe it or not for you. What you got? Do you think this is really true? Are they really retheming Wingspan? Ooh, heck yeah! I might so, actually pick up this copy. Wormspan? I mean, it is a few months early for an April Fool's joke, so I assume it's real. Wow! So Wormspan is W Y R M, which right. is a uh, a term for dragons. Yeah, right. in, in certain lore and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I love. I love the community how they've come around and they like started photoshopping new covers and different wingspans and stuff. But my favorite one was just worm span. And it was like a, a little earthworm. Oh, yes. a worm. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Actually, I think I got to give you props, Daniel. I think you were the first one that I saw post this anyway. Maybe you copied somebody else, but I saw that somebody said, well, if we're going to do that, we need to have dungeons and birds. Yeah, I did that oh. one because somebody was yeah. saying like, what what other game should we replace uh, with dragons with? And I go, no, 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 we need Dungeons and Dragons, but with birds. Dungeons with birds. <laughs> that, that's the money right there. Uh, You're crawling that... through a cave when a titmouse jumps out at you. Ah! <laughs> Funny thing is, when I was talking to these guys about Wormspan, I was like, it was a few days into it, and I'm like, I don't even know which one's the right one, the real one. I assume one of them is real. These aren't all just fake. But the I said the the first one I saw I think was the real one. But literally within thirty minutes, I'm seeing multiple fake copies of Wormspan, Cash Grab Scan, Span, all these things. I'm Cash like, is span. any of these a real game? What is going on here? I had no idea. None well, of it sounds real, uh, but yeah. 
Apparently, they're changing I, I the rules just slightly, right? There's there's some slight differences. Doesn't sound like it, but I don't know. Well, actually, what I saw is it's a fairly, like, real, relatively significant changes, actually. Oh, really? Okay. What I saw. So. Okay. I heard you, you could, like, take your dragons and explore caves or something and, and do something like that. I think that's just what they call putting them on your board. Eat peasants. That's what I want to do. Eat the peasants. <laughs> yes. So instead of laying eggs, you eat peasants? I'd be down right. for that. Yeah. I, I got to tell them. you. This is, I, I would give them more trouble for doing this, but it's really no different than just rearranging your furniture in your room, which I do from time to time, right? I hate it. Sure. You're just, you're just tired well, of the way it looks. You're like, well, you know, let's give us a fresh look. Well, hey, I actually, Daniel's going to buy it, so it's it's worth something. You guys will appreciate this. I have a fancy game table, right? I took it down, and I put up a crappier table, and I was like, I'm going to sell my fancy game table. I never sold it. Guess what? The fancy game table's back. There we go. It's back. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. I know a, you were looking for a piece there. Yeah, right. the, the best part about that actual story of, of, of for Andy is that like he went from this really nice game table to like the jankiest da- table setup you've ever seen. <laughs> it was like it was like really a big switch. It was funny. It was. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I just went through a mood. I was like, I don't deserve nice things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sell this to feed my family, and then. I realized, nah, they can feed themselves. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, nice. did you have some reactions from our last show that you weren't on? You, I thought you had said something about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to get something uh, um, out in the open. So John did a Board Game Believe It or Not, award-winning Board Game Believe It or Not. Thank you. Though I Thank would you. say the numbers would probably argue that Board Game Karen is more award-winning. But, you know, I'll give it to you. Close. I, I, I'm a humble I'm a humble man. And I don't want to take credit um, from from someone else who wants to claim it. So, uh, but but you you said that there's this game out there that like Santa's migrant workers or whatever, and uh, you Christmas declared Spirit. Christmas Spirit, and you declared that it was a real game because yes. it was on Board Game Geek. When I edited the video, I had to put a picture of picture not found. Mm-hmm. John, that means it's not a game. It's not a real game. <laughs> Just because it appears on Board Game Geek does not mean it's a real game. You have Blue, to actually do a little bit more research. Not Blue real. Does John know that Board Game Geek is very similar to a uh, Wikipedia-type site? <laughs> not real? You're saying Christmas spirit is not real? Humbug, I say to you, sir, because there's more gravy than grave of you, my friend. Here's the board from Christmas spirit. Here are the resources <laughs> from Christmas spirit. <laughs> oh, it's a print and play, my friend. My it's a friend. print and play. Uh, Did you Merry make that Christmas up yourself? Oh, nice. Did you come out wow. with us all, everyone? Do you realize I forgot to bring this up, and John was like, "Hey, hey, wait, Daniel has something to say." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was like, "Heaven forbid, I print all of this too." Exactly. Nothing. What do you think I did last night? <laughs> all right, man. I don't know. I think in the future we gotta say no print and plays because that just that just blows the doors wide open. Oh, I think fine. it has to have at least more than like thirty reviews. Well, you know, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We had this uh, in discussion. all reality. I usually the fake game or the the real games are something I just kind of find on the fly, obscure. That was the time I was looking for something Christmas. So it's very rare I do that. Find a game but, that way. So and the, you know, the funny thing is the way we prove this was we we went back and looked at 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 the venerable board game geek website. And uh, and looked up a friend of ours, one of his games that he he, he tried to put on Kickstarter and developed. Oh yeah, called uh, it was Ben Mora, and it was Sieges of War. Is that what it's called? Or? Wages of War. Wages, Wages, Wages of, of War. war. 
It was a fun little game. Yeah. It never it never made it though. And so the question is, is that a real game or is it not a real game? TV I mean, that's a I philosophical that's question. question that we may we may need to have an actual topic discussion on that. Maybe never what makes a game us. real? Right. There you go. Okay. Let's let's put that one in the hopper. Speaking let's of do. games, speaking of putting things in the hopper. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. It is time to play the game. That's what we do here on Around the Board. Debate different topics in tabletop gaming. Four unique segments, each hosted by one of us. And a behind-the-scenes judge will award points at the end of the show. The contestant with the most points will be allotted two minutes to mystify and addle you, the listener, with whatever nonsensical babble he wishes to disburden from himself. It's time to play said game. Round one. Fight! John, right. what do we got first? Well, round one is the hot or not segment. And this oh. is in this segment, we take a game that is perceived to be the new hotness, the game that's out there really tearing it up. And we all play it and we judge it by those merits. Do we think it's hot? Do we think it's not? And we'll that's how you met your wife, right? Uh, no, there's no judgment call to be made there, my friend. Hot or not.com, so, right? No. Yeah. So anyway, uh, on the on the table today for hot or not is going to be the latest from Stonemeyer Games. And Stonemaier Games, you know, it's one of those companies that whenever they release a game, it's big news. It hits it hits all the YouTube channels. Everybody talks about it. Everybody's got to play it because if unless it's named Pendulum, it's usually a game that people want to play. So this time that game is Apiary and I'm the big theme guy. And I said, oh, it's about bees. Well, it's it's it is about bees. It's about bees that uh, they, they give you some uh, re- they don't give you a reason. Somehow men men are off the face of the earth and women people are off the face of the earth and so it leaves a it leaves a gap there for leadership and so bees take over and not only they take over they start expanding out into space so we got bees going out in space on their spaceships and before we get into it too much let's have daniel show you how it's played apiary is a worker placement game on your turn you get to do one of two actions you can place a worker onto the board or you can retrieve all your workers and taking the farm action the different actions you can do is explore. When you place your bee on the explore action, you can move the queen bee up to the number that is on the die. The other action you can do is grow. Growing allows you to recruit new bees and expand your bee ship. You can research, which allows you to draw from the card deck. You can take the advance action, which allows you to take a tile and place it onto your ship. You can also take the convert action. This allows you to take something you have and change it into something else. And finally, you can take the carve action. This allows you endgame scoring points that goes onto your hive ship. What's interesting about apiary is the bumping mechanic. Anytime your bee is placed onto a location, it will bump one of the bees that are already there. If your bee happens to bump off the table, it will increase in value and it will go back to your spaceship. If your bee is ever on the board, and it's a four, it will unlock a special power at each one of these locations. But the, the disadvantage of the four is when you recall them or they are removed, they no longer go back to your ship. Instead, they will go into the, the grow area to be recruited later. The game, anytime the four comes off the board, you'll place one of these tokens onto the hibernation comb. Once the hibernation comb is full, that's going to end the game. The other action you can do is retrieve. When you retrieve, you will take any of your bees that are on the board and take them back to your ship. 
For every bee that you take off your ship, you are allowed to activate one of your farms. So this is a simple game in that sense. You just take two actions, you can place or you can retrieve. Everything else, the complexity comes from the interactions on the board. So let's go see what we think of Apiary. Great job, Daniel. I couldn't have done it better myself. Excellent. And so as you can see, it's like a worker placement game, bee placement game, where your bees can upgrade. And so start out with the components, Stonemeyer games, and it's great components. And I, twice when I've played this game, someone has asked, is this like the upgraded version of this game? No, this is just, this is the game, you know, because it looks so cool. The queen bee that you move around to get resources, amazing. Your own little bees feel great. And yeah, they work great how you just rotate them over to upgrade them and chunk them in there. And it's it provides a lot of great, like every worker placement game should, it provides a lot of great decisions. For where to go, I love the bumping system where you bump other bees off. Sometimes you want to be bumped, sometimes you don't want to be bumped. And because you're like, now I want to recall all my bees next time. And so you might not want to be bumped. Sometimes you do want to be bumped. You want to upgrade. So there's so much going on, but it's also not that overly complex. A lot going on, not a whole lot of complexity to learning what's going on. And so to me, I mean, initially here, just to, get to throw it out there, I am going to say it's hot. I enjoyed the game when I every time I played it and I... I, I think it's, it's another hit from Stonemire. I don't think this is one that's going to be a, a, a flash in the pan. I don't think this is one where everybody's going to be anticipating it and it goes away. I think it's going to be not a wingspan, but I think it's going to be more in the wingspan range than it is in the Red Rising range or something like that, where it's hot for six months and then everybody forgets about it. I think uh, Apiary is here to stay. The bees are going to rule and they're going to rule from space and there are new overlords. So I think hot or not, I'm saying hot for Apiary. And I'm anxious to hear what you guys have to say. Well, first of all, you know who their leader is, don't you? No. The space no. bees? No. Their leader is oh, it's the queen bee. Buzz Aldrin. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I Very am good. shocked that that joke was nowhere in that game. No, here, at least I didn't see. Maybe I'm, one of the bees was named Aldrin. If know. it wasn't, they missed the mark. They really missed it. And I, I'm here all week, by the way. There you go. <laughs> well, Chris, what do you have to say about it, buddy? Uh, so yeah, so I have played this, uh, another night and I've only got one play in, but I'm just quickly going to say that like, if I had to pick hot or not, I'm definitely picking hot. And actually I didn't even think about it until John was talking about, it. I think this might be my favorite Stonemeyer game. Like, Ooh, like what? we all know how I feel about wow. wingspan and Scythe never blew up my skirt. Like I was just kind of like, oh. whatever, it's fine. <laughs> it was just whatever. I don't care. Uh, and, and I haven't played Tapestry. I want to play that one, but like, yeah, like for, for all the ones that I've played, I think this is my favorite game. Like John said, it's not overly complex. There's like five or six different places that you can put your workers. I think five or six different places. Um, I like the system of like, not only do the numbers, uh, go up as you get bumped off. That's a cool, uh, mechanic, but also the fact that each one of them has a very specific, powerful ability that if you go there with your four your high your highest level b yep. then you get to do something special and i really like that and you only get to do that a few different times because mm. pretty much each of your bees is only going to get to four once you're not going to mm. get multi the same b to four twice normally um so uh, i really enjoy that uh i enjoy the fact that like i was playing a basically a lot of in a lot of ways a, a different game than everybody else because i was focusing on one type of there's three different types of tiles and i was focusing on one of them specifically based on one of based on the um one of the two player powers that i was that I was given i chose that one i was like all right i'm gonna go heavy based on this one so uh, i always enjoy games that give you kind of like the 
small player power to start because it gives you a direction to go with, right? Like I had never played the game. This is literally what was ta- I was telling Daniel. He was sitting next to me and I was like, I don't know what to do here. So I think I'm going to go with this one because this gives me direction of where to go. It's always nice to have something to give you some direction on that first play when you have no idea what's going on in the game. I knocked over the mic. And because uh, I talk with my hands, people, you just don't see them. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I mean, and then again, like the production is really nice. Um, the B that you use for the Explorer is unnecessary for it to be a miniature, but while I was, while I was sitting there, John was talking about it and I was thinking about bashing it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess I could have a, a standy either cardboard or a wooden one, but like I got to thinking, I was like, well, I mean, you gotta have something to like move the pawn around. So yeah, having the, the, the 3D print, not 3D printed, but the actual like B miniature to move around is kind of cool. And the uh, the little the individual like pawn type of workers of the bees themselves are, are really cool. So I yeah, all around I really enjoyed this game. Um, I, I don't have to go and get it, but it's also because it's like the ocean of other games out there that are good, but like don't blow you away. So um, so I really enjoyed it. But yeah, Chris, I gotta I gotta say I'm uh, really excited for Ryan to uh, our friend Ryan to hear this episode because I played it with him. And he right. was like, there is no way Chris is going to like this game. Chris, uh, Ryan thought he would rather play Challengers than this game in a lot Whoa. of ways. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I could, when he told me that, because he, he was like, I'm interested to find out what you think about the game overall at the beginning. I was like, okay, I thought it was the normal. I want to know what you think, right? And then, then he's like, by the way, I want to know this because Ryan hated it. And I was like, what? Yeah, so yeah. Really uh, funny what you said there about getting direction because it's like you're saying, you can have a base power that gives you somewhat of direction that, that you can start mm-hmm. on, but there, there can also be all the tiles that come out. You can be like, well, I got that one and that one. Now I got a whole different direction because those are going to be points sure. on these, this, and this. And I'm gonna... So you can you can like pivot halfway through the game. And actually at the end of the game, when you got all these fours, you're trying to place before the game is over. That's some good decisions too. It's like, well, everybody's going to go with that. That's probably not going to be there. I'm going to go over here and get this. And yeah, you can, you can try to zig where other people are zagging to try to get your points yep. at the end. Pretty cool. Yep. Well, um, I got to say, guys, that uh, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm inclined to somehow criticize this game now because you guys are so lovey-dovey with it. Um, but I, I actually think it's a pretty hot game as well. It's it's a beautiful game. Ah. Uh, love the components. Uh, looks great on the table. I guess if I had to complain about one thing, I'd complain that uh, while most of them are upgraded components, the uh, little <clears throat> larva cardboard things are a little bit eh. And also yeah. shuffling the tiles can be a little tedious, but these are these are really first world problems, right? I mean, because uh, there's a huge stack, like the farm tiles, right? They look great, but I mean, shuffling them is just tedious. I love shuffling tiles, Andy. <laughs> you mean, you just have to do it once. for me. <laughs> it's whatever. I, again, these are very minor complaints for a wonderful <clears throat> game. What I do like about it, as, as kind of what's uh, been mentioned by both of you, is it feels like it's a very unique game each time I've played it. I think I've played it four or five times now, and I've only had one bad experience. Now, hmm. the bad experience I did have was at a five-player count. Man. I will say that it is not good at five-player, in my opinion. Why? There is a lot of time between turns, and you know the one thing that mitigates time between turns in some of these strategy games is the ability to plan ahead right it's like okay well at least i can be doing something well in a five-player game by the time it got back around to me almost every single time what i was waiting on was gone so the tiles that were there was like oh i could do that it it by strategy had to change once again so i didn't like that um again only experienced it at five once i played it at three i think two or three times and once or twice at four and it was great at those player counts i think it really shines at those um 
I love the fact that, uh, yeah, it's a very different game each time depending on what your uh, unique player power are, is. Although I don't – the nice thing about it is there's, there's unique player powers, but I don't feel like they're unbalanced. I feel like they're pretty well balanced, and they're not, like, crazy unique, but they're they're just unique enough to make it a little bit different. I also love the fact that uh, there's – there's there's strategies within strategies in this game, right? So there are there's the different uh, hex tiles you can go after. You can go after the farms. You can go after the apprentice bees or the instant hexes. But you can also really focus on the cards, and the cards are super powerful. I mean, I love the fact that they've got these instant powers on the cards that sometimes can be great or or not great depending on what you're doing. And then planting them. My one complaint early on when I first started playing was like, oh, it's so hard to plant these things. There's not, you have to have a 4B to go down here and go to the the research one to plant one. That's the, almost the only way. There's a couple hexes that do too. Uh, but I was really upset by that. But then I realized, no, it's because they're super powerful. Because some of these, like for instance, the last game I played, I had a great engine going. I had the, the bees that could trade uh, two, uh, three resources in at any time for a honey. And you could upgrade it so it was two resources in for a honey. And then I got the uh, the, the carve tile, the hive tile, that was four points per honey in your, your, your thing at the end. And it was like, wow, this is amazing. Now, I didn't get that engine going fast enough. It, it, it got me second place, but I, if I got it going a little faster, it probably would have gotten me first place easily. But anyway, I love the different varieties. There's different paths to victory. And like John said, you can pivot in the middle of the game, but also you got to be careful not to pivot too much because if, if you if you pivot too much, you're going to just be like, oh, I got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you've played a very mediocre game. Anyway, sorry, I went over time. Apiary, though, I've really enjoyed it. Daniel, what say you, sir? Well, before we go to Daniel there, real quick, just like what you were saying about the planting the planting the seeds was I didn't even get the planting the seeds the first time I played. So why would anybody ever do that? It takes a 4B to go there and do that. But you know what? It's a lot easier than getting the gold, the carved tiles where you have to first get the honey, then get there with your four and then, you know, get the hope the right one is there. Whereas if you already have the seed card in your hand, you just need a four B, put it over there and plant it. You're done. And so they don't always give you as many points, but if you plan for them, they can get you a lot of points. So I hope I didn't take your thunder there, Daniel. No, you didn't. Okay. None of you guys did. I'm going to be the one that's on the outs on this one. Oh, um, really? In the end, this game is, yeah, it, it was fine. I played it three times. Uh, the first two times were not great experiences. One of it was the five-player game that Andy was in. Um, and the five-player was just, oh my gosh, mindfully, uh, dreadfully long. And then the and then I played one with Chris that he liked it a lot. And that was a better experience. But I'm still, there's a couple of things better this company. game's got going against it for me. Uh, one is that Queen's Honor track, the Queen's Favor track, feels like completely uh, it, it feels unnecessary. Um, every time I've played this game, somebody's got into 25 with ease without even trying. Also, when you max it out, uh, so some people have a strategy. First time I played, it was my strategy to try to max that out. Well, then you get halfway through the game and you're just like, now everybody else is going up there just on accident because they had an extra resource here or there and they get plus one, but I get nothing. Like I'm getting nothing from that. So like that track just felt like just complete throw in um also this game has the uh the, the flaw that i that i'm not a big fan of and that is when you can take a quick action i think chris later described it to me as like when the actions on the board are unequally fast so some boards you just some uh some places you just place the action and you take it just like that while other people take like 10 minutes for their action and and this isn't an andy time complaint this is legitimately there are some actions so so if you're taking like four quick actions and the other three are on their long actions 
all you're thinking the whole time is, oh my gosh, I just want to do my really quick action. Can you please hurry this up? But but they are taking an appropriate amount of time, but it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like the flow. The flow is constantly being broken up by these long actions. So in the end, I don't know. It just didn't sing for me. I wasn't that excited about it. Um, it feels like a very vanilla game and a sea of a thousand games. This one feels like it's dead smack in the middle. Um, I don't, I, Chris wow. made me realize how people could really enjoy this game because of that pivoting and how open it can be from one strategy to the next. But in the end, like, I don't know, like, I, I don't see this being as big as wingspan. I don't see this being as big. Like, I don't know. I think it's going to fall off in a year. People are going to start talking about it. So I'm going to go with not, not hot at all. Um, but Hey, you, I'll be proven wrong. I'm sure. But as of right now, not a big fan. <laughs> so Daniel, actually, I actually have a question for you. Cause I know when we played it, you told me that you were at the top of that, of the, um, prestige or queen's favor queen's Queen's favorite track and you lost has the person at the top ever won in any of your places i was at the very bottom by a large margin i was at like number seven out of 25 and i won by like 20 points so yeah you're right no it it hasn't nobody who's ever maxed that out has won because i think it's a lost resource if you're focusing on it i'll bust that theory right now other points Okay. I'll bust that theory right now because I played last night and the guy who won was for, further up on the Queen's track. He maxed it out and a, a lot of us were about 10 points behind him and he okay. won by about 20 points and that was a big part of it. So, um, One thing about the Queen's track that I think and a lot of our games, everybody seems to just start going up it and don't ever go down is nobody ever does a dance where it costs you two spots on the Queen's track. I've never seen anybody do that in a game and that's one of the things that you can do is say, I'm going to get rid of two of them and then you know that if people are taking that, then then they're, yeah. they're not focused on keeping it up. I did. I, I, I wasn't did ever focused on keeping it up because out. I had that power you had where people bump you that you go up on automatically. So I'm never investing any resources into going up on it. It's just going to go up. Yeah. So that, it helps you do that. It's just like free points. Anybody else, when you go to the action to do a little dance, you think of that song, do a little dance, do a little dance, make, make a, a little, little honey, get, get down to that, yeah. get apier to that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that sounds like that's wrapping that up. Anyway, uh, what do you think about Apiary? Have you played it? Have we influenced you in any way, shape, or form, yay or nay? Let us know in the comments and please like and subscribe. Round two fight. All right, so now we're going to talk about our most anticipated games of 2024. Uh, this, uh, is always an exciting, uh, segment each year, which is, I guess, our second time doing it, but I'm excited about it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. So, uh, I went on BGG before it crashed and, uh, <laughs> tried to find, uh, look at all the games that are coming out in 2024. And, uh, the game that I came up on that I was, that I was like, whoa, this is happening. Uh, actually Daniel even put me in the direction of it's age of rails so this is in the same series as iberian gauge and ride the rails and irish gauge there you go yeah uh and this is the fourth one so it's got that same aesthetic same kind of art style it's going to look nice next to the other ones on the on on the shelf and from what i was able to read for it this seems kind of like a age of steam um take on it while the other ones are kind of like uh, different, um, you know, kind of takes on other uh, traditional board games or traditional train games, like um, like a, like the Iberian uh, Gauge kind of has a light 18xx feel, very light, but kind of feels it there. Uh, and then Irish Gauge kind of has a um, 
a Chicago Express feel to it. This one has a Age of Steam thing. So um, since we're talking about the most anticipated games, I mean, I'm an easy sell for a train game. I'm especially <laughs> an easy sell for any of the games in this line because each one of them I've enjoyed. Uh, they've all been great. They really have pared down the game that they're trying to mimic in a good way, in a satisfying way. You can play them in about an hour. I assume this won't be any different. No way to know for sure until then. But um, yeah, uh, the, mine is mine's Age of Age of Rails because, hey, man, if you can make Age of Steam play quicker, I'm in. Oh, do you have any honorable mentions? Anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, I mean, I would have if BGG didn't crash. Yeah. <laughs> but I was not able to get anything else written down before it crashed. So. I saw this one coming out and I was like, that's a Chris game. That is not my game. He can, oh, he can talk about that on. one. <laughs> that's one of my games too. Chris is right about that series. The well, because you have the other ones. For, you got to have it next games. to the other boxes. Well, yeah, even if I hated it, I still got to buy the fourth one because then exactly. it would just look incomplete and we can't uh, have an incomplete collection. <laughs> you know, Daniel, this is going to come up later, but the things you're saying, I am so glad I live further away from you now. Anyway, um, <laughs> you, you you rub off on me sometimes the wrong way. Um, <laughs> my, like I said, we'll get to that with predictions later. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, my most anticipated games. You know, there's a couple actually that we've had on the show that we've talked about briefly that are kind of anticipated that are coming out. So one of them is Pampero which we played uh, you know, a demo copy of, and I'm curious to see what they change in the final product, which is coming out later this year. And I really liked it, uh, so I'm excited about that one. That's a runner-up. Another one is Galactic Cruise, which we had a brief run-through at uh, Gen Con and uh, got to meet the uh, one of the designers, and uh, that looks fun still, and I'm, I'm curious to see what comes of that. But the one that uh, stuck out for me, I am going back to my roots of euro games that are bland and great and so i'm going back to a good old game by the good dr reiner knizia that i'm looking forward to called cascadero uh it's uh, the good doctor's latest game it looks intriguing to me components have a nice colorful throwback look to them without being completely bland i mean it's a little bland but looks pretty good still too seems like it yeah, has a unique brand. system yeah, on brand yeah it's 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 nice but not flashy you know so there you go. Uh, but it looks like it has a unique system to it, and it looks like it has a, 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 a tight system, rewards for the player building a unique engine that cascades, triggers different things. Haven't looked at it in, in a great bit of detail because, again, <laughs> also BGG crashed as I was doing my research. But uh, uh, I'm excited to try this one out. I want to. It piques my interest. I'm. Uh, I, I, one thing I really like about it is the fact that it is – it is the opposite of what I got excited about last year, which I got excited about an IP game. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking hey, about Masters of the Universe <laughs> Clash for Eternia. I got all suckered into it. They got me because I'm an 80s kid, and uh, it wasn't what I wanted. This this has none of that, so I'm excited. It has a theme I don't care about, and it's, it's going to be great, I'm sure. going to be a oh. great Euro game. What's the I name mean, of that again, Andy? Andy? Cascadero. What? Cascadero, isn't that wasn't that a couple characters from Happy Days? Pinky Cascadero and Leather Cascadero. I was yeah, thinking I it was a Happy Days game. I'm I thought this was going to be a rolling move. <laughs> I, I, obviously, I'm excited for that. I never actually got to that before it crashed. So I, I, if I would have seen Canizia, I'd be like, "That's it." But but yeah, that sounds great. I mean, and then the idea of cascading actions. I mean, uh, I mean, they're the, one of my favorite mechanics of all time for Magic is cascade. So uh, the idea of cascading stuff and and Canizia together. Oh man, that would have been it if I'd got there, but I didn't. 
you know, nothing says this is a Canencia game more than the fact that the game sounds like Cascade and that sounds like the primary mechanic. Did he just name it after the mechanic of the game? Cool. I, yeah. I don't know for sure. I didn't get too deep into it, but yeah. <laughs> after 800 <laughs> games, you just name it anything. Deck building, the deck building game is coming next. That's right. That's right. That's right. Deck builder. All right, guys. Well, for mine, I will say this, that 2024 looks like it is going to be a really great year. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at how many things uh, going through the, the, uh, the upcoming games, how many of those I wanted. I haven't had a year like that in a long time where I was like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that one. And I'm going to buy that one. Cause again, despite what Chris says, I do not buy all the new hotness as soon as they come out. I do have a very large shelf of shame, but um, it's not because I'm buying the newest ones. It's because I buy something new two years ago and then I hold it for two more years, but that'd be it. But anyways, I'm going to buy a lot of games this year. Uh, and uh, some of them are already on my way. And that is going to be my first game, and that is Slay the Spire, the board game. I love this video game. If you are a board gamer and you like to play any kind of video game at all ever, go get Slay the Spire. It feels like a board game just on the video game version. It's uh, one of these roguelite games where every uh, level uh, kind of changes. The game's never the same twice, but it kind of is, but but not really. And then you are also um, you're building your deck as you go. After every encounter, you're putting another card into your deck, fighting these monsters. And um, the gr- video game is great, so I'm super excited to see how they do this in a board game version. It is going to be cooperative, but if done right, this could be really great. And the other one is a Robo Man, which is also a cooperative game based on a video game. While it's not IP though, but this is literally Pokemon the board game. Uh, it is a future where the where people have destroyed the world and they've replenished the animals with robots. And these robots are now trainable, and you can be and you can collect them just like you would Pokemon. The book has a map that you go through, encountering new scenarios, new things, and what your all your whole goal is is trying to be the very best that there ever was. Pokemon Robomon. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for that one. That one's coming my way. And my last one I want to throw out there is Ezra and Nehemiah. It's the new Garfield game. And uh, one, it's a Christian themed game. So cool. Or in this case, Jewish themed game, right? Because it's in the, it's in that, that uh, uh, religion as well. But still, uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited how he, this guy who is a very renowned, um, designer has taken this historical concept of, of the walls of Jerusalem and the city of, B, of Jerusalem being rebuilt and how he's going to bring that to the to the table all of his other games have been such great successes and I expect nothing less from this one so I have not purchased a Garfield game yet um, I, I think this one will be a purchase for me so I'm really excited and there's several more there's expansions like the Cubitos expansion that's coming out that I'm super excited about there's a Marvel Legendary 2099 I love Marvel 2099 and of course the Marvel United multiverse expansion so i have 20 more boxes of marvel united coming this year which i'm super stoked for (laughs) wow that's insane so i'm actually excited about like uh at least two of those if not all three and specifically i'm excited about splay the spire because i can officially confirm with that game when it comes out it's gonna put the red stamp on stop making board games of video games it's not going to play like you want it to (laughs) It's not going to do it. It's not going to deliver. I can't wait. Not going to have a D-pad. We'll see. We'll see. It might be good. I hope. What takes 30 seconds in video games takes 30 minutes in a board game. That's true. It's Uh, it's not going to work. I'm excited about that Ezra and Nehemiah, though. I'm glad you're getting that because that's that's one I've been that's interested cool. in. Now I don't have to get it. Daniel's gonna. Have, I just have to beg him to break the shriek off of it. That's I cool. actually want to try Ezra and Nehemiah, but I'm hoping they have a, a, a wreath skin with dragons later. Yeah. <laughs> but with that said, by the way. Uh, back to back to the uh, Slay the Spire. 
it's possible that this actually might fix my problem. Like how I don't like we Marvel United or Sentinels of the Multiverse or any of those multi uh, those multiplayer co-op uh, card games because you actually don't do very much on your turn. But yeah. with knowing how Slay the Spire actually works, the, the actual video game, it's possible it is more Dominion-esque where you're playing a whole bunch of cards on your turn to do the thing. Yeah. So if so if, see that. if it does like the actual video game, there's a chance I actually might like it. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Thank you, Daniel. All right, John, all right. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to cram all mine in here. I've got like three of my ones. Well, tell us what you place. think. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, oh I'm sorry, John hasn't gone yet. Not your segment either, Andy. I know. Uh, I know. All right. Uh, but the first one is uh, wondrous creatures, which uh, our friend Sarah Shaw was on the show recently talking about this. This is yeah, one of her yeah, more yeah. anticipated games, and I had seen it and heard about it. But after she said that, I said I'm gonna look into this, and this is right in my wheelhouse, man. It's a, it's a way to two seven five. It's a playing time of 40, 40 to eighty minutes. And it's uh, worker placement where you're, I thought it was just animals. No, it's like, and usually fantasy isn't my thing, but this looks like some really cool art of just like imaginary creatures that you're going to be putting on your farm, your collection, whatever you call it. But the, yeah, the, just the quality of it too. And for the price point, it's, it's like a $55 game. It's got a beautiful board. It's got the screen printed meeples and you have like meeples that ride these little creatures too. And so it's like, what? I don't know why, but they do, but uh, it sounds really cool. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, you got a personal board, one of those dual layered personal boards, which I love too. And so it's, it looks, it looks pretty cool. It looks like it's, it's checking off all the boxes or something I'm gonna have to get. So wondrous creatures is probably my number one. But also, the biggest John game that's coming out is probably uh, Sunrise at the Studio, where it's a little 20-minute uh, filler game with the art of, uh, what's her name here? Laura Bevan, which I have looked into her artwork, and it is amazing. So they have no pictures of the artwork online, especially today because Board Game Geek's down. But even regardless, there wasn't any yet. But her art is amazing and so this is all about creating like uh, different pieces of pottery so it's going to have artwork all over the place easy kind of light set collection game where you're just doing the things you have to do to complete different pieces of pottery and it's something you can throw out there for 20 minutes and play with anybody something out of the four of us i will be the only one interested in but it looks really like it's going to be really cool and the last one i had to mention this one i mentioned something about mad magazine last time with the 43 man squamish grew the game is going to be coming out and it's from Steven Jackson Games, but it says art and design by Sergio Aragonis, which if you know, he's the artist of uh, Grew the Wanderer. And he's the art. One of the, if you're familiar with Mad Magazine, all the little artwork in the, in the uh, spaces, you know, the little throw off those stuff. That's Sergio Aragonis, famous artist. And so it's, it's, a dice, it's a dice rolling take that game where it's, if you're familiar with Grew at all, I don't know if Daniel ever read Grew comics, but he's, it was kind of making fun of Conan the Barbarian, where Grew is this wandering... Um like unbeatable dude, but he's an idiot <laughs> and everybody wants him out of their town. So you're all building your kingdoms up. You attack each other and oh gosh, here comes Gru. What's he going to do? <laughs> you just don't know what he's going to do. Roll the Gru dice. Oh crud, get him out of my kingdom. I, so it sounds like thematically it's going to be a blast, but uh, it plays 60 minutes long though, which sounds a little long for that kind of game, but maybe that's at the six player count. It's two to six. So see, that's my third <laughs> one on my list. John, displaying once again that you're so much older than the rest of us. We all yeah. thought you were talking about Gru from Minions. So yeah, yeah, no. Through the Wanderer, look it up. It's it's it's, and if you see yeah. a comic of it, it's 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 pretty funny. Sounds good. Yeah, I do want to I do want to mention one game just because uh, Joe Wiggins from All Plays was on our show and uh, before, and I kind of wanted to give a shout out to one of All Plays' new games coming up, and it's called River Valley Glassworks. Um, Ooh. I was I was actually able to be shown the game, which was super exciting. Yes, I'm I'm name dropping there, but yes, I don't care. Are. Uh, but it Not is a sponsor, there. He's just a hack. That's right. <laughs> that is their attempt. 
Uh, no, no, no. Chris, that sounds Azul. like you're saying Joe's a hack. You're saying Daniel. Daniel, absolutely Daniel, not Joe. No, 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 no. Just, okay, just clarifying that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, this River Valley Glasswork is uh, their answer to like Azul and Splendor. Um, uh, it looks beautiful. It's really cool art, um, which I know you know Chris cares a lot about. But um, but Azul is one of my favorite games, and Splendor's not bad. You know, despite what people say that I think about it, it's not a bad game. So they are hoping that this one is actually a Spiel des Jahres winner even mm. so i did ask him i said so it's a party game right and he didn't get the joke but but yeah. i think we all do here but still um look out for this game i think it's going to be pretty hot and um i'm excited to give it a try sweet okay. spiel de jar 2028 we'll be looking that's for right. it there you go. exactly that's that's how the system <laughs> works well uh that's what we got for 2024 what do you guys have for 2024 what did we miss please let us know in the comments uh we really like to know it like seriously like i'm, I'm not it's not just a a gimmick to try to get you to comment for the algorithm like again what did we miss because boulder game geek was down so we don't even know so let us know what games you're excited about <laughs> so we can check them out and uh maybe talk about them uh, later in the year all right well, thanks, guys. Well, we're going to have a word from uh, one of our newest sponsors. In fact, a new game that's coming soon, I believe. Nice. We'll return after these messages. It's the golden age of cinema. Cary Grant, Betty Davis, Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, James Stewart. They're all here in this tabletop adventure from around the board, hearkening back to the days of Hollywood's glory. But with a twist, in this hidden role adventure set in an alternate reality, the Red Scare is successful as the commies infiltrate American culture by kidnapping the biggest names in film and replacing them with lookalikes who will go on to influence the public to embrace Russian propaganda. Will America survive? Will the public be hypnotized by celebrity fakes? Find out in Chloroforming Stars! Mary, Mary, it's me, George Bailey. Would you just give communism a try? All right, well, chloroforming stars looks good, but it's still no chloroforming Marvel that I'm still shooting for. Ooh, I need this go. to happen. So, but, you know, <laughs> chloroforming stars is, is a good second. <laughs> well, before we uh, get back into the uh, the game here, so to speak, I just wanted to give uh, people a little heads up that we uh, we are still running a contest that's going on uh, through the uh, almost the end of the month. January 28th is the cutoff. If you want to win a copy of the newest edition of Santa's Workshop, uh, our last episode we talked about it when we had the creator of the show, Keith Ferguson, on. And you can be a part of that still. All you got to do is subscribe to our channel if you haven't. and uh, Or if, if you have, get somebody else you know to subscribe. And send us an email to uh, mail at aroundtheboard.net. And we've already got a bunch of entries and, and really some cool emails from people. So I found this one came from David. David said, I found your giveaway for Santa's Workshop and thought I would just watch the part of your video about the giveaway, but happily watch the entire thing. I am a new subscriber. We'll be tuning into your YouTube shows and podcasts. Thanks for the giveaway and great show. Well, thank you, David. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, David. Thanks, yeah. David. I hope you're watching. Here's another one from Jose who says, hello, new to the board game world and loving it. Honestly, the best community I've joined in a long time, hoping I'm the lucky winner. I've heard some Amazing things about Santa's workshop workshop for the last few meets, uh, weeks, can't read here, would be an awesome uh, game to add to my small but growing collection. Awesome video. Newly subscribed to your YouTube channel. Keep up the amazing videos. Merry Christmas. That is from Jose. Thank you, Jose. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Oh, Jose. thank you. Yeah. Man, Andy, you found the good ones. I, I think you need to take over uh, Hans's job because he's never yes. found that that he that good of comments out. for us. You know, <laughs> I did. I, I did. I, you know, I've got something I want to want to talk to you about because uh, for Christmas <laughs> I got 
the new copy of the new Hansa, the big oh, box. Hansa. The big box Hansa. Mm. Big box Hansa. He's been redesigned. I'm curious if we could have uh -oh. him on the show, maybe. Oh boy, that should be interesting. It'd be interesting. Well, it's gonna be a slap fight we'll have, and I'm sure we'll, another we'll, Hansa in the hen house. I don't know we'll, we'll see do. what happens. But uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's uh, let's get back to uh, the, the 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 thing. Round three, fight. <laughs> All right, well, back by popular demand, Definitely. we are going to have another episode of Board Game Karen. <laughs> so, uh, guys, thank you so much. We did a cutaway for this, and it was finally our first breakout video. We got a, a very sizable views based on uh, things that we were not used to. Um, so we were really excited. I'm glad that resonated with you guys. So, you know, who are we to keep it away from you so let's do this again let's do some board game karens and if this is your first time watching or you're not familiar with it uh, what what i did is i have went to the bowels of board game geek and i've looked at all the games that we have played as a group um and i've looked at the one ratings and the comments that have left been behind there because honestly if you're going to give a game a one rating you're kind of a karen dude like there's no way that these games we play even the worst ones like wingspan chris you can't give it a one you, you got to acknowledge that there's more there than just a one uh yeah, so uh, Chris is a board game, Karen, but that, that's beyond the point. So what's going to happen here is I'm going to give out three clues. I'm going to read one clue, and then I'm going to let the three of them guess on their trusty whiteboards. Do we have their whiteboards? All right. They're going to write down their guesses. If they get it correct in that round, they will get three points. If they, no one gets it, we'll move on to the next one. If they get it right, they'll get two points. And then we'll do a third uh, quote from that game, and that'll be worth one point. If no one gets any of them, I will get three points. If uh, and then I think I get a point if like someone doesn't get it right. But I, I made them a little bit easier for these guys because last time it was when they couldn't get code names. That one was that one was a little jarring. So I wasn't. Um, here. I made a little I wasn't easier. here. You can't. You can't. <laughs> yes, and eighties right. I don't deserve guilt by association. That's all I'm saying. So what I hear is Andy is going to show these guys up. He's going to show how easy this game is, and he's going to knock it out of the park. But without further ado, let's start Board Game Karens. All right. So this is our first clue, our first comment, our first Karen, so to speak. And he says, and, and again, uh, we've said it several times this episode, Board Game Geek is down. I forgot to get the names of this of who left these. So on this first game, I don't have the people who left the comments. So apologies for those who uh, <clears throat> left this comment, and I can't give you credit for it. Okay, so <laughs> it's uh, this is the first one. It. Yeah, probably. All right, this first one is, I think this might be a good buy for someone that was really into Monopoly and wanted a far more aggressive chance cards. If that sounds like it would be fun for you, then this might be a game worth checking out. For the average board gamer, this is awful. Now, we'll say that this clue is always meant to be a little bit more broad, so really challenging for these contestants to get it. But the clue overarching is that this is a game that we've talked about on the show. Gotcha. So, Andy, since Take you are new to this segment, you'll go first. What do you got? Stock pair? Stockpile. Stockpile. <laughs> stockpile. No, it is not stockpile. Uh, did you think stockpile was like Monopoly? That's a good guess. It feels like, it, yeah, I, I could see how uh, someone can compare that to Monopoly. Oh, trust me. It's a better comparison than what this game actually is. <laughs> so, okay. John, what do you got? 
Someone actually said this, I think, when we played it. I'm going to say Empire's End. Empire's End. That is not correct. Okay. I think people just like to compare games to Monopoly. <laughs> I think they do. I think you're right. Sure. All right, Chris, what do you got? Mine is Challengers. Challengers. <laughs> <laughs> just like Monopoly. Well, like Monopoly, except, you know, those really high chance cards, because it's a chance every time. No agency. <laughs> all right. All great guesses, except for one of you had a horrible gift. Everybody else had great guesses, but no one got the right one. So let's move on to the second one. Not a board game. App required to play. The game outside of this looks awesome. Too bad it's not a freaking board game. Publishers need to stop doing this. And... I also like to highlight, I followed this guy around. He put this on every game that requires an app to play. Ah. <laughs> John, let's go ahead and start with you. Give uh, Chris some more time to write. I got it. But All right. right. How about my father's work? My father's work. That, sir, is the correct answer. There we go. And John will receive two points. All right, Chris, you look perplexed and dumbfounded. What do you have? I mean, it breaks my heart. I got it right. I don't, I don't, it is I don't my even father's understand. Work. Like, how? How is that like the Monopoly? Monopoly? I don't know that one. Why? Like, you don't even roll dice ever in the game. No. It's a worker That's place. Why, I know. That's why these people are Karens. All right, They're Andy, crazy. what do you got? Well, we'll see what you guys say. My, my father's, father's world is world. incorrect. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to give a point because that's the song we sing every time we play this game. <laughs> Thank God. I was like, I, as soon as you, I, you yeah, I, I was like, oh no, it's not world, it's work. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I'm glad you went for it though. But just for funsy, let's read the third <laughs> one. And that is interesting game, bit too long, but unplayable in the current state due to awful translations and an app bug which are not addressed uh, that is an accurate criticism <laughs> yes but not a one rating but but not yeah. a one you not a one you obviously didn't get to my one rating on this game oh <laughs> I, I complained all about the ai voiceover uh, well, oh yes <laughs> yes no again the male voice is not ai but the female voice most definitely had to be yes which it did sound off didn't it like it just it didn't even feel good to listen to the female yes. talk i don't know so. what you what mean, you it mean perfectly Daniel? Natural. They you don't think reading something like this is normal this is a normal way people read things this is yes. a standard cadence <laughs> that's right all right you guys ready for the second game here let's do it let's move all it right. all right this one first clue this one is from uh stock j stocky j stock okay. we're gonna go with stocky j yep all right so stocky j says is that stocky Easy as in like change. big or like he's stalking people? Well, we'll I just assume he's Violet J's brother from ICP. There you go. Oh, is it really? There you go. So this is, oh, so we got a famous person here. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's uh, So this game is easy to teach, easy to play, hard to master, straightforward gameplay, and quite reasonable playtime for what it offers. Artwork is awful. My wife likes to play it. So I like to play it too. Mediocre Euro game. I give it a one. Oh, okay. So just unbelievably vague. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> I think I've got but it. But I love I this one because it. this guy clearly likes the game, but he still felt the need to give Put it a one. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? Okay. All right, Chris. What do we got? We're going to start with you. What yeah. is your answer? Everdell. 
Rubberdale. We didn't review that, but it, it doesn't have to be a review. It could be a game yeah. we talked about as talked well. About. So that right, is one exactly. we've talked about. Um, but no, not Everdale. Ah. Not Everdale. Well, the art's beautiful. That that was a bad guess, Chris. That's Sorry. subjective. All subjective. Right. Oh, that's I right. He said the art one. is terrible. That's yes. right. Not yeah. good. Um, yeah. My bad. All right. Give your guess a one. Okay, Andy. Well, I don't even know if we <laughs> I talked like about the manager this, about myself. So I'm probably going to fail, but there's a little game called Little Town. There is. is. Okay. A, it's it's a very basic worker placement that maybe that, that's what came to mind for me. Yeah, you are accurate. That is a game that's out there, but that is not what this game was. <laughs> right. uh, so, John, what do you got? Andy, of all the games we've talked about, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've got. I know who wrote it. This sounds like Chris wrote this because I think it's New York Zoo. <laughs> that, 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 I like that. That was a good guess, but nope, that is not the answer. So uh, you guys did not get it. No three points for anybody, but let's see if you can get two points on Mr. Spartacus's uh, comment here. So Spartacus says, From the grave. I hate how money is required to do everything, but also requires a multi-step process to generate. I don't want to spend half the game assuring I don't run out of money. I want to set up interesting scoring opportunities T's on my board. Wow. Well, I'm going. I'm going back a ways for this one because I. Yeah. I don't know. I think it makes it, sense. But it's starting to make me think of more complex games. But the Same. first review was very much like this is a simple game. So I. Yeah, I that's kind of yeah. That's throwing me. Yeah, but sometimes these don't build build off each other. Sometimes yes, they might. and sometimes they're completely <laughs> off the rocker. You never know. Sometimes they I mean, call my father's work monopoly. I mean, well, yes, exactly. I was insane, and and also like uh, just just a moment ago, Andy, I thought when you wrote like little town or whatever i was like i think it's called tiny towns actually i thought, yeah. I thought you got the name wrong again no no there are two different games they, they both came game. out around the same time too which is they did which was confusing wow. little town I've was never from, even uh, heard of that one little town was from yellow and yeah. it was it really was a very introductory worker placement it's it pretty good though not bad it's, yeah, yeah that could have been a board game believe it or not i'd be like this is not a real game this is a john <laughs> joke about tiny towns right right <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, what do you got? You're first here. I got I got what Andy originally picked on the first round, Stockpile. Stockpile. All Ooh, right, uh, good guess, but not the right answer. I'm ah. sorry. It is wrong once again. <laughs> so, All right, Andy? This one is one that's more complex, though, so I don't know if it'll work, but it is about managing money quite a bit, and that would be Last Will. Last oh, Will. Have we talked about that, that? I don't I think we have. It, it's fine. Have. It's fine. It's about managing money. <laughs> but no, that was not the right it. answer. Uh, well, I went with <laughs> one right, that I, I remember I famously uh, treaded water with money in this game. So that's what brought it to mind when that was Pipeline. Ooh. Pipeline, nope. Yep, sorry, you guys did not get it. Um, I think in retrospect, you will understand this once you find out the clue. But yeah, so all right, well, let's move so. on to uh, number three. Uh, none of you guys got two points. So let's see if you can get the one point. And maybe I'll get a point because nobody got it. Okay, <laughs> so three. Oh, this one is from Seer Magic. He says, yikes, what an unfun, boring, dry game. Feels like a knockoff Glenmore. Spend half the game just making sure you have money for the other half. Does that sound fun? Interesting, engaging, tough decisions? Nope. Just dry and mathy. I think I'd have more fun doing math homework. Awful game. I'm going to get a point. This <laughs> might, okay, this might be it. This might be it. All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna do Andy last since he's so confident. So no, uh, you can't change the rules part way through. Okay, Come fine, on. Andy. Tell Gosh. tell these fools what game it is. It's heaven and ale, my favorite it's game. Heaven and ale. Is it really? That 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 was literally John's quote. 
It's I math, was. the game. <laughs> it is. It's such a great game, and it does have a theme, and screw you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, John, what did you guess? Because I, I, I thought it was Power Grid. I thought it was Power Grid because how ugly okay. it is, too. Oh, you both got Power Grid. How about that? Wow. Also oh. Power Grid. Andy, if you would have said Power Grid, too, we'd have had a Monopoly. <laughs> you mean uh, uh, my father's work. That's right. Yeah. That's what we're going to call I got it you. Uh, All right. All right. Is, well, good job, guys. Very, that is a very uh, money-intensive game. The economy is maybe the tightest game I've ever played. I forgot that about it, I guess. I thought it was just called... Uh, uh, oh, dang it. Now you lost the joke because I couldn't say it. Heaven and Algebra? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, monk the Game. <laughs> monk the game <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well, let's move so let's move to the third game here one is from sadahim if you want a mechanically tight game stay away if you want a balanced game don't look at this game the art may trap you into buying it but stick to your but stick it in the pile of shame hmm. all right so what well, game i don't remember is making this? that comment <laughs> oh i think you will I'm just being so, that, so I guess this verifies that it is indeed the shelf of opportunity exactly and then the shelf of shame <laughs> I own this game that's such a shame right yeah all right, I, I all right. hashtag confirm all right yeah. John what do you got um I'm thinking it might be earth earth wow you think uh, earth is garbage that's I that's don't shocking, but somebody John. does I'm a fan. <laughs> no this guy uh Sadahim does not believe it is earth so oh. uh you're wrong all right, Chris, what about you? Uh, wingspan. That would have been a great guess, um, but that is not Wingspan. All right, right. Andy, what do you this got? Is, I know this one's wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway because I, 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 I would say it is all those things. Are you going to get it in frame? Yeah. <laughs> there Canvas. it is. Canvas. All right. Canvas. Nope, it is not Canvas either. Uh, good job, but, uh, but uh, good guesses, but not quite. All right, let's move on to question two from Shem Shemuz. We're going to go with Shamu's. No deck building, no map, no choice. Also, I will also point out that this guy is just factually wrong as well. So, uh, which again, you'll understand why. So, so don't get tied up too much on it. Just give it another, give it another go. <laughs> All I mean, right. Are we, who are we on? I think we're on Chris. Chris, what's your guess? What's that? Challengers. Remember, we are also an audio podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. I apologize. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> we are also on. All right. It is not Challengers. I love but that you that's your go-to garbage game. Well, that's what, game. Well, that's what the guy said. That's what the challenge is. Challengers is not a deck building game. game at all. Whatever. You're so wrong. All right. Uh, Andy, what do you got? I don't agree with this, but this was maybe what they're talking about. Lost Runes of Arnak? That is not accurate. Didn't think so. Nope. Yep. All right, John. What about you? I haven't played this, but it has cards, and we've talked about it. Everdell. Everdell. No, nope, not Everdell either. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think this one will give it away. I will admit that that was a little tough one, uh, but I had to put it in there because it was so weird, and, and that's the yeah. whole point of these. Why are you giving these games ones, guys? You like yeah. what's yeah. wrong with you people? Okay. Anyways, number three. This one is from DBBot. Absolute trash. It's a simple game, but that it's. That is its downfall. The cards are badly balanced, random, and not fun. The whole game is just fluff with the illustration of tactical combat. I don't expect much, and I got even less. 
So it's an illusion of tactical uh, combat. All right, Chris, what's your guess? All right, my choice is Scythe. Scythe? Nope, it is not Scythe. Sorry, because that game's like... an absolute trash. It's great. All right, John, what do you got? Is it unmatched? Sir, you are correct. It is uh... unmatched. It is not a deck building, and apparently no, it has no map. I think that's why uh, Mr. Shamoz was so... Uh, angry about the game. Apparently, his game didn't come with a map. That would be uh, that would be problematic. Maybe he just bought so, Bruce Lee, and he thought he could just. Maybe play. he did. <laughs> All right, Andy, what do you got? I had uh, Arena for the Gods. Ooh, wow. okay. I love Arena for the Gods. We should That's review game. that game, yeah. but that it is a good game. That is not what this is for. So, it's well, there you go, guys. Those are our three board game Karen games. Uh, let us know how well you did. Um, and hopefully you guys enjoyed this as much as the first one. So uh, if you did, like, subscribe, do all those things, and uh, tell us what you think. Round four, fight! All right, well, it's time for uh, this one back by popular demand. It's time for our predictions for the year 2024. In the year 2024! In the year 2024! In the year 2024, I will finally break my habit of quantity over quality. I've now lived far enough away from Daniel for enough years that I am slowly recovering. I will thin out my board game collection this year and focus on upgrading the components of the games. Take that, Connors! In the year 2024... A new board game sensation will sweep the industry. Poppets. Many games will be re-implemented with Poppets. Dice Throne... Poppet Edition. Cubitos, now with Poppet. Poppet Nova, and my favorite, Poppet Marvel. But it will end when they announce Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition, the dice game Poppet Edition. In the year 2024! Despite their efforts to subdivide and recategorize games, YouTube giant The Dice Tower will finally start running out of ideas for their ever popular top 10 lists. They will start to look inward and produce lists like Top 10 ties worn by Tom Vassell. Top 10 ball caps worn by Z Garcia. Top 10 size medium t-shirts worn by Chris Yee. And the only three muted colored polos worn by Mike DeLucio. And also the top 10 tattoos worn by Roy Cannaday. In the year 2024. In the year 2024, due to the long-term success of Stonemaier games with Wingspan, Wormspan, Apiary, Tapestry, all these games, all influencer videos will be required to do them like Jamie Stegmeier, above your head and at a 45 degree angle. In the year 2024! In the year 2024! In the year 2024, I will learn who these people are that you keep referencing as board game influencers. No, really. I might actually learn those names. <laughs> In the year 2024. 2024, after a disaster of an American presidential election, the world will be in turmoil and countries' currencies will no longer be accepted. After a series of debates, the world will agree upon that board games should be the new currency. Now all of us board game nerds can finally hold our chins high as we get to rub our newfound wealth in the faces of all the people who said we had too many games and that we don't need any more and you don't need to buy that one. And now we have enough. Who's laughing now, people? Who's laughing now? 
in the year 2024. With the onset of so many tile-laying games on the market, game publishers eventually garner the unwanted attention of the Tile Setters and Allied Craft Workers Union, whose leadership is none too happy with the millions of non-union tile-laying gamers in the country. Employees at some game publishers find themselves having to cross picket lines to get to work, as they're shouted at with sayings like, hey ho, hey ho, cardboard boxes have got to go, and get fired up, light a spark, we don't need no barren park. The game makers will get the last laugh, however, as they double down on their efforts. New game releases for 2024 will include Azul Kitchen Backsplash, Terraforming My Shower, and Patchwork Garage Floor Grout. In the year 2024! In 2024, there will be a great disturbance in the board game force as board game geek goes down and influencers have no idea what to talk about again. In the year 2024! In the year 2024, after breaking my leg last year playing ice hockey and tearing my ACL the year before skiing, I fully expect to somehow have another injury on the same leg, perhaps my groin, while competing in another winter sport, perhaps curling. The ensuing hilarity will not only create more content for the show, but will inspire me to come up with a new board game involving winter sports and injuries. Andy's Frosty Foolish Follies is the working title right now. In the year 2024! In the year 2024! Well, that does it for our predictions this year. Thanks so much for everybody for participating. And now we get to announce the winner, and it is... Daniel. <laughs> Apparently, we got work on the point system with uh, board game Karen. What we said last time. We did. <laughs> well, we need to do it earlier, so whatever. But I'm going to take it. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to take the victory because you know what? I haven't won enough on this show, and I need to win more. And whatever it takes, I'm going to win. Like Eddie Guerrero, I'm going to lie, cheat, and steal to win to be the champ. Okay. Okay. So there you go, Chris. Bam. All right. Well, I want to talk about is these Facebook groups out there that freak out if you don't post the correct thing correctly. Most recently, it was the worm span thing. People were having fun. People were like, hey, here's a picture of a wick span. Here's a picture of worm span, which was actually a worm. And people were like, okay, we get it. That's enough. And we actually had moderators out there like there's like canceling these pictures. And it's like, it's the internet, people. You don't have to look at it. You can scroll past it. Would you stop micromanaging what people see? Like the whole, what did I punch? Sure, it's kind of silly. But like, why are people like, you can't post that anymore. Go do your own group. Or like once upon a time in the Dice Tower, they they were like, there was somebody who kept posting memes every day and they had to put an end to it because people were complaining about memes on the internet. Okay. And then I will say, take this a little personally. Sometimes I understand you don't want spam from other YouTube channels, but every now and then we're like, Hey, we did a video about, um, about Santa's workshop. And cause somebody says, Hey, what do you guys think about Santa's workshop? And we go, yeah, here's a video of what we think. And they go, no, you can't post that. It's like heaven forbid we post something on a board game you know, national board game group. Now, if I was on the dice tower, you know, my, you know, saying, Hey, come watch our show. That's different. But if I'm on a board game that says anybody in the world can join this to talk about board games. And I post something that talks about board games. Let me talk about board games. Why is my post being taken down? Why is warm span being taken down? Why is memes being taken down? You people just need to calm down. It's the internet. We can do what we want. Okay. So there you go. 
I hear you, Daniel. I'm right there with you, man. I hate all those spammers that just keep posting crap like that. Take it down. <laughs> no, hey. I'm saying the other thing. You got to let the spammers yeah, happen. Yeah, get rid of all that junk. I agree. I'm uh, telling you, Daniel, this is exactly what I was talking about earlier in the week. The only people that are moderators on like for, on these on the Facebook groups or on forums or on Discord, any people that are moderators for any of these things are just power-hungry psychos. Because otherwise, you would just enter into fun with the other people. But you you got to tear people down. You got to control people. It's it's the only reason, unless well, they're being paid. If you're being paid to do it, well, that's different. But if you're doing it for fun, it's because you're a power hungry psycho. Uh, Daniel, it, that reminds me of a story when I was first getting into the hobby. Okay, first getting back into it, you know, after not playing anything but Catan or whatever. And I had seen the what do you what did I just punch? And I didn't know enough about games to even comment on it. But I thought it was interesting. Oh, okay, he's, he's, that's what you do. It's the thing you do. You guess. And I got a game in the mail one time. I was like punching out like oh. I'll put a picture on there. What did I just punch? See if anybody can guess it. Every comment was like vitriol. I'm like, what in the world did I do wrong? I'm like, everybody, you can just yeah. scroll past. What did I just ask it if you know? Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't get it either. And it's I'm not just right. the, the the controllers of it. It's the people that just, why do you have to comment for a paragraph about how much you hate me or want to punch I'm, I'm me? right there with just you, move John. On. But... I hate the people posting those punching out things. <laughs> right there with you the best one though is the one that we did where i like punched out daniel and then put some sprues on top of him yeah there you go. That, was <laughs> that was a good one that was a good one all right guys well let's wrap this up let's get to some birthdays i'll start with mine so we have battle con and it came out in the year 2012 battle con or it's devastation battle of the endines and that is a uh, kind of like street fighter you're playing two cards and you're and you're going back and forth it only takes there's only like six spots on this board but it's still super exciting and super tight and it works it just works it's really good so battles uh uh, Battlecon Devastation of the Endines turns cool. 12 years old. I've got Canvas, baby! And not only is there Canvas, there's also Canvas Reflections that you'll be coming see coming soon on an unboxing on this YouTube channel. And Canvas came out when did it was just three years ago for reals? 2021. Yeah. So already got two wow. expansions. How about that? Like That's a, pretty cool. Like a lot longer than that. I know, doesn't it? I, I think yeah. because we got it so much before it came to retail. That might have been it. But Maybe not. Maybe that's considered in the Kickstarter. But anyway, Canvas, beautiful game if you haven't played it. You layer three cards and three cards only, Daniel, to make a picture. And <laughs> you go about doing that, see how well you can score it. A little bit of set collection, etc. Very good game. Canvas, three years old. And a game that actually is old by Daniel, Star Star Daniel Connors' version, uh, Star Realms from 2014. Uh, that's a, a card-laying game. Uh, it's been a long time since i played it. I remember vaguely enjoying it, but uh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. You're 10 years old. There you go. And happy birthday to Project L, which is two years old. Came out in 2022. I first played the uh, Kickstarter deluxe version of that with a friend and uh, really liked it. It's a little bit of Tetris, a little bit of, uh, I don't know, collection, card collection. Fun little game. Cool. Project L. Happy birthday. Cool. All right. Well, guys, that's the year 2024. Uh, we told you what's coming up. Let us know what's coming up. But Andy, let's take us out. Thanks to all of our wonderful viewers out there. Remember to tap those like and subscribe buttons. Also, be sure to join our Facebook group around the board. Send us an email to mail at aroundtheboard.net or reach out to us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, X, Truth Social. Anchor. Anchor, whatever we're on. We're everywhere. <laughs> See you next time. Happy New Year from around the board. Let me be honest. Yeah, I got this necklace for El Meeple Negro, and like I, I honestly, I put it on. I've never been a, 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 a jewelry person, but man, 
I do feel gangster. Where are they? Hey, there you go. I was wondering why you put that good. on. Good. This awesome. gangster transformation is complete. That's right. Andy, can't wait to have you play the new game this